Welcome back to SideQuest. It is... What is 8 again? August? 8. It's, it's Bob of August, isn't it? Well, wait a minute. I'm confused here because there's two 8s right in a row. It's 8, 8, 21. <laughs> it's Bob of August. 8, 8, 0, 8, Bob. It's Bob of August. What are you going saying? Going with Bob of August. Bob of August. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like Bob of, or is his name Bob of? Is he Russian? It is Bob of, Bob of August. <laughs> I think this is the first time the intro's gone completely off piste. <laughs> and it's going to be one that sticks. <laughs> Normally we record this shit, but there we go. Do you want to carry on? Do you want to introduce me and yourself? <laughs> yeah, you're Mike and I'm Eric. Hi. <laughs> no Dan and Tom today. <laughs> but it is, it is August Bob and Bob of August. Bob of. Oh, Bob, of, Bob of August. <laughs> Great Russian calendar maker, Bob of. Did, did you even say the name of the show? You did, didn't you? Yeah, I said welcome uh, back to Psycho. I don't. Oh, this went, right, so, it's been well over a month since we've done this. <laughs> the show's been rescheduled yeah. so many times. Dan and Tom were supposed to be here. This thing went tits up from the word go. Yeah. Dan, here we are. Uh, Dan uh, had his glasses stolen by a snapping turtle and he's busy chasing it. Yeah. Tom yeah. couldn't find his trousers. <laughs> this is why they're not he, hasn't, he hasn't seen his trousers in a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, they've been on lockdown, son. <laughs> I could just picture Tom standing in the middle of his flat, just kind of like in that that little nonchalant Tom pose, like <laughs> feet just a shade wider than shoulder width, which is comfortable. Yet to see somebody standing like that is awkward. That is a, that's like that's a power stance, but like pelvis slightly thrust forward, hands on the hips, and just kind of doing that little like <laughs> chin nod thing that he does. Yeah, like yeah. just scanning back and forth, like hmm, where me trousers? <laughs> where's, where's me? Where's me trousers? <laughs> Catherine, have you seen me trousers? <laughs> and Dan, is just fucking snapping turtles getting away from him. I tell you, but no. <laughs> the, see, trouble is, that, the trouble is, should... he can't see. The, the snapping turtle's got his glasses, so Dan's he's, he's struggling to chase it because he goes towards the turtle, then sees something else that's green, like I don't know, a wheelie bin or a green portal, and he's like, oh fuck yeah, there's the turtle, and wanders towards that, and then walks into it concussion that's it no one finds him for days dead sorry dan our condolences <laughs> to uh, you and your family either that it's either that or it would happen and he would just go hmm, can't be bothered uh, don't see the point <laughs> <laughs> literally don't see the point <laughs> uh. But yeah, I think Tom's Tom's been in lockdown more than the rest of us. Although I think you're uh, you're heading towards another one, aren't you? <laughs> well, I mean, headed towards one is a loose term. <laughs> is it already happened? Is that no, it? it's. I I think that there will be a revolt if there's any sort of uh, lockdown measures put back in place. It's already happening with the schools because yeah, schools I'd... came out. Schools started and they're like, "Yay, no mask mandate!" And then a bunch of cases, and they're like, "Well, maybe we should look at masks." Or like, "Fuck, we will." <laughs> now nah, we're, we're still well like you don't have to wear a mask or social distance here anymore but we still are you know just to be i mean me and me and hazel are both double jabbed but we're uh yeah we're still social distance. the exception was uh, i went to a festival a couple of weeks ago which was a nice slice of normality so uh, some some big events have been able to go ahead in the uk with uh as part of this like events research project the government are doing and the tramlines festival in sheffield was part of this and essentially, if you had a ticket to go, every day you went in, you had to either prove that you had a negative test or prove that you were double vaxxed and you had 14 days since your last vaccination. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was generally a level of safety there for me personally, who's like kind of struggled with the 
the anxiety side of everything that's been going on with COVID and all that, like going in there, there's a certain level of safety. And it was like, it was so nice to have like three days. At, well, I didn't go in the last day because I fucked my head up. But a couple of days, a weekend, we'll say, of uh, almost sort of normality. It was weird. It was real nice, though. It was really, yeah, really it's weird. Yeah, it's refreshing. Just be like, oh, this yeah. is what life used to be like. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was well, like, they also snapped a really my, nice my picture t- of you guys to capture that moment. Oh god, that fucking picture! But the thing was right before we went to it. I I said the entire time, look, I'm gonna go there. I'll take a mask with me, and if I generally feel like it's gonna be a bit unsafe, I will. I'll mask up and I'll social distance. Nope, first day mosh pit. I was there. Everyone's fucking sweat all over me. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't catch yeah. COVID. So <laughs> you know what? If I'm gonna die, I'm gonna go out doing what I love. <laughs> Slamming well, my body so against it, other I'll- people. I should only get mild symptoms, so we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, God, man, that picture was awful. So Tramlines has uh, has some comedy acts on at the same time. And uh, they they uploaded a photo of me and Hazel laughing. Like, don't take photos of people mid-laugh. Don't do that to people. You're not even looking like you're laughing. You're looking like you're in some state of mixed horror and elation. <laughs> Maybe I was. But the worst thing was, I don't know what happened, but the angle of that photo and how I'm sat looks like I've got like a huge beer gut. (laughs) I've lost weight recently. This is fucking insulting. Uh, Hazel Hazel looks good. Like that dude with the camera was obviously part of like their official photography. I saw him with the camera when he was the other side of us. And, like, I made sure to kind of make sure I looked at, like, thought I looked okay when he was the other side of us. But then, obviously, he moved to the other side and took that photo. And that's when I wasn't looking. God. It's but the awesome. next day when we were watching the comedy again, I was on the fucking lookout for these cameras, man. Because I'm just like, you're not fucking snapping me again. <laughs> well, the picture, the picture is hilarious, too, because it's showing you and Hazel looking like what you did was you staked your ground and drew a giant circle around you. You all fuckers stay away from here because everybody behind you looks real just packed in, but you've just got gaps between you people. What it is, I am one of those... Now, I don't know how it's like for Americans, but in the UK, people don't like sitting down the front at comedy gigs in case Mm. they get called out. It doesn't bother me. I actually quite enjoy it. Like, if I get called out and kind of be part of the show, I I think it's fun and, like, it's a memory and stuff. Um... And when you get into that that tent that everything was in, like no one was sat down the front. And I immediately just, I walk down the front, just sit slap back in the middle of the front, doesn't bother me. And yeah. other people like, no, I'm, I'm English, and I don't want to be called out. How dare you have a laugh at my expense? Uh, that's, uh, I don't know why I'm talking like Boris Johnson, but <laughs> uh, sit at the front, uh, don't sit at the front. Uh. Do, do what you want, but don't do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's good. That's good. Uh, but no, I had some time off. It was nice. And then we went to, uh, we went to, uh, ooh, apparently I'm being too loud because Hazel just come and slam this bedroom door. Ooh. <laughs> um, the, uh, we went to like Blackpool, which is like a seaside town in the UK because obviously we can't really go abroad safely at the moment. That was, that was, that was interesting. If anyone's ever been to a British seaside town, it was. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Shanty it songs rains and everything. Time. You are sorry? Shanty songs? Mm. Uh, no, no pirates, unfortunately. Mm. Or sailors. Crap. But it was just weird. There, there was just, it, it was like, it, it, those of you in the UK, you know when you go off on like a, a Spanish holiday, like all-inclusive holiday and stuff like that, and there's just drunk English people everywhere. <laughs> it was like that. 
but at Blackpool in like <laughs> on the the west coast of uh, of England. It was just very very strange. We had a good day. we had a good couple of days. It was all right. We wandered around, played some uh, played some Luigi's Mansion arcade. Oh yeah, which Eric couldn't spot. <laughs> I could too. You just <laughs> you suck at <laughs> sending pictures in a timely <laughs> fashion. I sent Eric pictures of the entire because it was one of those sitting ones. And there's two of you sitting there, and it happens to the vacuum cleaner. I, like, showed him, sent him a picture of the outside of the cabinet, like inside. Showed him the actual vacuum cleaners, all of which had Luigi's Mansion logos on. And went playing some of this, and it went, huh? <laughs> the way that it played out was the first picture came through, and it was just a weird, blurry arcade photo. And had I decided to uh, zoom in and analyze the picture in more detail, I would have deduced what it was, but. Yeah. Mm, indubitably. <laughs> indubitably. I remember, I, I think my kids played that when we saw it at uh, Dave and Buster's or something. It's not too bad. It's okay. What the fuck's a Dave and Buster's? Uh, well, it's two guys. One name's Dave, the other's name's Buster, and they made a restaurant with some arcade games in it. Oh, okay. We used to have a dog called Buster. Tiny little thing. Fucking vicious as fuck. <laughs> like, bear, my dad's fixed six foot two, right? And he's not, he's not a small guy. As it, well, you've met him, haven't no, you? No, your dad is he's, not he's a small gentleman. Not a small guy. This, this fucking dog was like, I don't know, it, it was it was small. And it used to get um, proper defensive. And my mum was already in bed and the dog was up there. Like, it wouldn't let my dad in the bedroom. My dad was fucking like frightened of it, despite the fucking size difference between the two. That's a vicious fucking dog, dude. <laughs> I brought you into this house. I can take you out. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't had anything too terribly exciting. I got to spend the day in urgent care, what, a week ago? Um, my DIY adventures had a bit of a mishap. Oh, no. Yeah. We decided to tear up more of the flooring. And uh, I, I stopped work early one day because I wanted to start tearing up the flooring and surprise Christy with getting started on the floor because she's been pestering me about it. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? And I'm sitting in, we've got this really big closet under our stairs and I've got this crowbar and a hammer and just hammering away at the chisel to get it up because i don't want to use the hammer drill because the kids are home and uh if you've never used or if you've never done anything with porcelain tile that shit is razor sharp if it fractures so for some reason i just wasn't wearing my gloves like i had for the entire other half of the house that i did i was just like i'm just gonna hammer some of this stuff up how'd you glue them to the kitchen floor uh no 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 um i'll do that next i gotta make sure i glue myself to the next part of the floor too so it's equal but uh the the tile broke so as i was picking it up to move it i lost my grip on it and it slit my left pointer and it was one of those moments where you just immediately knew that something was wrong you're like i didn't even look at it i just picked it up and went oh shit kids we have to go now and I, I hadn't even looked at it. I just knew it was bad and I didn't want to look at it because the second you verify that a wound is terrible, psychologically, a bunch of shit starts to happen. And I'm just yeah, like, yeah. I know that this is really, really bad. So I'm sitting there, I'm squeezing it, went, I can see blood coming out of my other fist that's holding this <laughs> finger shut. And I'm, my kids are home with me during the day for the next week. And, well, they have been for the last month, but. If they want to stay in their jammies, I don't I don't care. But I don't let them go out in public in jammies. I just don't. And for some reason, this felt like a hill to die on in this moment. So I'm standing there squeezing my finger, watching blood drip down. I'm like, girls, time 
we got to get dressed because we have to go to the hospital now. And my daughter sees the blood and starts freaking out. I'm like, oh, great. This is going to be awesome because my kids don't like getting dressed as it is. So they're all <laughs> running around screaming, trying to find their clothes. I'm trying to maintain my composure. And then I decide to take my hand off and look at it. Went, oh, that's real bad. And squeeze it back shut again with a napkin around it. They're going absolutely crazy trying to to uh, get dressed. And finally, it was to the point where it's like, I, I don't care what state of dress you're in. We need to go now because this is extremely painful. So <laughs> half jammies, half outfit, mismatched shoes, get them in the car. The urgent care is a mile, not even a mile away. But the way that my, my alpha is, I have to buckle the kids because the seats are too skinny. So the car seat kind of overlaps the buckles. So mm. it takes two hands to like, move it over and buckle it. And I went, girls, I'm not buckling you today. Here we go. Just because I had no ability to do so. So I'm driving this quarter mile with my hand clenching one fist and like doing this weird little grip on the steering wheel. And, and uh, I get in there and there's some lady just standing in line. There's one person working. She's standing in line, like holding her head. And she goes up to the counter. She's like, what? You know, the lady asks her what's wrong. And she says, I have a bit of a headache. And the lady behind the counter could see, I'm saying, I'm dripping blood, dripping blood. And right above this receptionist sign is, or head is a sign that says, if you are experiencing the worst headache of your life, chest pain, blah, 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 excessive bleeding, please let us know immediately. So I went, ma'am, I'm excessively bleeding. And she goes, I'll be with you in a minute. Five minutes later, she finally gets to me still bleeding all over the place. And she says, okay, I need your insurance card, your ID, this, that, the other thing. And I need you to fill out all this paperwork. Like, I don't know how you expect me to do that because I am gushing <laughs> blood all over the place. I can write and then blood she asks me to take a seat while they treat this lady for a headache. <laughs> From the time I walked in to the time I physically saw the doctor was 25 minutes of just standing there bleeding. Question. Yeah. Does urgent mean something else in America? <laughs> uh, apparently not. Yeah, uh, I just bear me two seconds, Eric. Uh, you don't have to cut this out of the show. I need to apologize to Hazel. She didn't come and slam the door for some reason. The wind is just blowing the door open and close, and I don't want it banging on the recording. So bear with me. Oh, okay. I will do, bear. Do, do some hold music. Do 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 do. do. Unless, of course, it was Hazel who came and opened it. Who knows? Mm, maybe it was. But yeah, yeah, so fortunately, I did not need stitches. It was right on that cusp. And the doctor's like, well, I don't want to do stitches if I don't need to. So we're going to try doing Dermabond, which is... I asked, you know, what, what is that? She's like, it's just really expensive super glue. <laughs> like, I wish you wouldn't have told me the expensive part. <laughs> you got insurance? What are you worried about? But man, the worst part... Was, she's like, I got to see how deep it is. So she put a thumb on either side of it and spread it open. And like, oh, God. She's like, you just missed all the nerves. You're good. We'll dermabond it. Fuck okay. yeah, spread it. <laughs> oh, it's so deep. Uh, oh, I'm gushing. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'm amazed it took so long for you to have some kind of uh, accident that needed urgent care. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> you do DIY. What a pain in the ass. And then, you know, I couldn't get it wet for like five days. So every time I'm taking a shower, I'm doing this pink, this pointer up in the air type thing just to keep it out of the water. <laughs> it's fucking so I'm standing there taking a shower like, number one, I'm number one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I can't play. I won't be able to play guitar for about fucking five days with this. This is literally right on the end of my finger. Oh, do you want to put more plaster on my finger? Oh, do you put more plaster on my finger? Yeah, I'll cut it open when I was cutting some chicken. Speaking of shit DIY, didn't you fuck something up with your uh, Joy-Cons? Oh, fuck me. Oh, Jesus Christ. I thought you were going to bring up the fucking paving incident. No, no, no. I know that's too much of a hot button issue for you. <laughs> Hey, the shed arrived. I need to put it up next week. But anyway, uh, yeah, I f- royally fucked some Joy-Cons. <laughs> royally fucked some. Well, a Joy-Con, not 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 some Joy-Cons. So like not had sex with them, but no, in a no, very no, British no. manner. But, not that's one not of them royally did, fucking them. One of them did go in the bin or the rubbish, as they say, as we say over put here. Put it in the dustbin. Uh, put it in the dustbin in the rubbish, uh, in pieces. Well, not in one piece, anyway. Jesus. Uh, so, <laughs> my green Joy-Con, which is my favorite Joy-Con, um, has had drift for fucking ages. I haven't used it in God knows how long. So, I don't know if anyone's aware, but there's there's a new recent fix that... Um, yeah, it's called buy been going around. No, 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 no. A recent fix that there's been going around, and Zach was the one who actually shared it into the Facebook community, and he's looked at it, and, and it works. It seems to work. So... I'm not going to pretend to understand it or explain it well, but the um, the crux of it is, as you're clicking on the the the, the analog stick, the the support there's no support under the the actual uh, piece of kit, the actual like analog Case, stick yeah. support under that. Yeah, so what people have made, as you use it, eventually that support wavers, and that's what causes your drift. So what people have done is they've taken a they've opened up the Joy-Con. And essentially slipped a piece of card about the size of, like, width of a business card underneath the analog stick, and it's fixed Joy-Con drift. And like I say, Zach's done it. Um, it's been verified quite a bit online. That that seems to fix it. Even IGN, like, did a video on it saying, like, this is going around. It seems to fucking work. Do it. And also the thing with that green Joy-Con was that it slides off the switch um, or on the grip. It, it doesn't stay connected anymore. So I was like, well, if I'm opening it up, I'll kill two birds with one stone. I'll put the piece of card in and I'll replace the the plastic clip that holds it in with a metal clip. And I bought a set of clips uh, which would replace two Joy-Cons. I was like, you know what? I've got two sets of Joy-Cons. I will I will just do them all. I'll get the card under the analog stick uh, on each of them so that they, they won't drift and I'll put the metal clips in so that I don't have to do this again at another point. Uh, since the green one was the one I wanted to fix anyway, uh, started opening it up, managed to fucking strip two of the screws because it turns out the screwdriver bought was a fucking cheap ass piece of shit and was just stripping screws even at right size right screwdriver I think it was just cheap and also the screws are clearly fucking cheap managed to get one of the stripped screws out with the elastic band trick that you can do where yep. you put the elastic band over the screw and do it other one nothing so I quickly googled and one guy was like I put a really really since it's only one screw you'll get away without putting another one in so get a really small drill bit and just drill into the screw so that the head oh, yeah. comes off. So, like, there I am with this Joy-Con that I fucking... This is my favorite Joy-Con. Like, very carefully trying to fucking drill into this screw. Managed to get it off. Great. Perfect. So then carried on taking it apart. Was watching a tutorial online and everything. And get it all done. Get the metal clip in. Get the card in. Start putting it back together. Oh, fuck. So instead of disconnecting the battery clip from the socket that's attached to the board, I 
instead just completely ripped the socket off of the board. <laughs> oh my god. Instant garbage. <laughs> yep. So that was like, right, fucking hell. So yeah, I took the clip, took the metal clip out that I'd put in, took the piece of card out of fucking straight in the bin. Uh, but I was like, you know what? I've learned my lesson, know what I'm doing, I'll crack on. So I opened up the pink one, which is the opposite side of the green one because it's the Splatoon set. Everything went perfectly. I was like, awesome. Metal clip done, piece of card in, everything's back together, great. Right, I'll do my blue and red pair. Got three screws off the blue one, completely stripped of the fucking third, fourth screw on it again. I was like, fuck's sake, I'm not going any further. When oh this God. one gets drift, I'm just going to have to accept that it's getting thrown away because <laughs> yeah. I cannot fix this now because I'm not drilling into any more fucking Joy-Cons. I have, I, I have <laughs> shared in your Switch frustration in the past month, it has been... Not a well, before you experience. share that story, I've used it as an excuse because I like to have two pairs of Joy-Cons because it's yeah. always good to have a spare pair. Uh, so I've used it as an excuse. Fuck it, I'm just going to buy another set because by the time you've bought one, you may as well buy a fucking set. Yeah. And guess what I was able to find? I was able the to Zelda find the Skyward Sword one. So, so I, I, I've used it as an excuse to actually get the Zelda ones that I didn't really need. <laughs> and to uh, segue with that, I have opened my Zelda ones and it was more out of necessity than desire. Um, I was perfectly happy letting them sit on the shelf, but I completed Skyward Sword and we'll get to that in a minute, but it was not without mountains. Do you want a fable, fable style celebration? <laughs> but it was not without mountains of frustration and uh, I'm discovering that I think my switch is dying. So I was having constant tracking issues. And for a game that is so heavily reliant on precise sword movement and placement or uh, motion control for aiming your bow or your, your slingshot or the beetle, it was an absolute clusterfuck from the word go. Uh, discovered very quickly that my right Joy-Con, my, my neon green ones, the ones I think you have, um, I have the full pair of them, my favorite ones, for the first time since Mario Odyssey, I took my Joy-Cons off the console to play with them in handheld mode and uh, discovered that one wasn't charging. So I had to go through the whole process of trying to figure out how to get that to charge. Um, somehow managed to... Oh, first I've heard of this. I, I didn't realize you had charging issues. Oh, yeah. I, was, I sent you guys pictures of that. Um, did you? Oh, I didn't remember this. So how did you get it, it to charge then? So the connection points where the the joy-con slides into the dock were really dirty so i took some rubbing alcohol and that seemed to fix it for a little bit but it just became this fine uh balancing act of where i stop it when i click it in and then move it up a little bit so i think just the contacts on the joy-con were getting loose which doesn't make sense because that joy-con wasn't very old but the tracking issues were almost constant to the point where as I'm just walking around, I'm just recentering the gyro because if I were to open up my bow or whatever, I'd just be spinning in a circle. Mm -hmm. So I decided to try to take it apart and do... I wanted to see if there was an issue with the drift and if that was affecting the gyroscope. Did the drift fix? Didn't change anything. So I went, you know what? I wonder if just these Joy-Cons have seen their day. I've been letting my kid play with them. Kids are rough on things. Who knows? Instead of going out and buying a new pair of Joy-Cons, I went, well, I've got a brand new pair sitting downstairs. Let's just crack them open, find whatever. It's an excuse for me. Thinking that it would fix the issue. No, not even close. Exact same. It didn't even remotely solve any of the issues, which only leaves it to 
the Switch and its connectivity. Um, it started getting to the point where I'd be playing and both the Joy-Cons would just randomly disconnect from the console. Uh, Ooh, I would be missing bad. button presses. Um, it was it was bad. It was a very, very, very frustrating experience. And one that, in looking back on it, I am so glad that motion controls are a thing of the past. Because so, I, if, I, if I never play a motion control game again, I'll be happy. It's good to be got Mario Galaxy 2 out of the way, isn't it? Right. <laughs> so, I know I kind of jokingly harped on you about this. Have you, did, you, did you have a go on Christie's? I didn't. I'll, I'll give it a go now that I'm done. I just didn't want to go through the hassle of transferring my save file and all that other crap. So. It literally takes a minute, Eric. It's like a minute. <laughs> an extra minute I could have been playing video games. True, true, yeah. true, 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 true. But yeah, um, so this leads me on then. If this is, if you're having an issue with your Switch, I don't think we've had a show since the Swoled was announced, have we? Oh, Mr. Swoled, Mr. Swoled. Uh, are you thinking you're gonna dabble? If I can find one, probably. But outside of that, I mean. 99% of what I do on the Switch is in docked mode and it works just fine with the uh, Pro Controller so I'm not going to worry too much about it. Yeah, I well, you know, the the, the OLED version let's face it, it's uh, it, it doesn't really bring anything to the table for any people who predominantly use their Switch docked. Oh, no, no. Let's so essentially it. it's a little bit bigger screen, OLED and the mm-hmm. dock has a Ethernet port on it. And that, it's got a kickstand. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, I I I kind of got a bit carried away on the day it came out. I managed to get a pre-order. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get one because I like one. And I was like, I don't fucking need this. Why why have I pre-ordered this? And then cancelled it. If you are a primarily handheld Switch player like Dan, this would be a great upgrade for you. Beautiful upgrade. Oh yeah, don't see pointed off step, mate. <laughs> this isn't even a half step. This is just like oh well. <laughs> Look, if Dan would not go from a PS4 to a PS4 Pro despite having a 4K HDR TV, (laughs) he's not going to, no way he's going to jump up from a Switch to a Switch OLED. (laughs) Not going to buy another one until there's a two at the end of it. Won't be able to see it anyway. Turtle's got his glasses. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the the thing is as well, that whole like Ethernet port, I added an Ethernet port to mine for £10. Yeah. With a USB adapter. (laughs) Yeah. You can't add the OLED screen, but, you know, just play it in docked mode and you're fine. True, but the thing is, right, as well, with that connector, the Ethernet, Ether, Ethernet port, not Ethernet, Ethernet port connection, they've got rid of one of the USB slots. Huh. For it. So, like, I... I, I if do I don't really need use, four USB ports on a dock? I think it's got three. One inside, two on the outside, isn't it? Oh, okay. Do you need three? But, mm, no, not really, but it's always nice to have the option, isn't it? I guess. And the thing is now, if I have that third one, I, I can, I now have the ability to have an Ethernet port and also an optional USB port. So it's in some ways they're taking some functionality away. Yeah. Yeah, I think the internet as a whole was rather salty after that announcement because it it has. I don't want to say it has completely debunked the Switch Pro, but it's not. That's not what people were expecting at all nah no i mean the problem was a lot of, if you go back and look at those blue because the thing is it came from bloomberg 
and Bloomberg, especially like when people like Jason Schreier and stuff are reporting on it, like it's usually pretty legitimate. And the yeah. thing is that these things came from there. But if you actually go back and read that report, it it essentially confirms. Well, it doesn't confirm, but like they back up the whole because uh, I can't remember who's making the screens for them. Um, but you know that Nintendo had ordered a load, load of these screens, and there's going to be a Switch upgrade and all that jazz to the screen. Um, and then they kind of like pontificate over the fact that it might be a Switch Pro. It might have 4K. And because they combine those two things into the one article, everyone went, oh, yeah, it's definitely a 4K Switch coming. Yeah. And that's the thing. Nintendo never flat out said, yeah, we're going to do this, 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 and this. It was just people speculating on their own, and it just kind of got swept up in its own hype. Yeah, exactly. And people don't understand this whole getting angry at companies because they didn't announce the thing they've never spoken about. <laughs> it's like the internet. Said, Nintendo, Nintendo have never, ever, ever, ever said, we are going to announce a Switch Pro. And yeah. then when they didn't announce the Switch Pro, everyone was like, oh, fucking Nintendo. <laughs> it's the internet. You have to be upset over something at some point. <laughs> yeah, this is true. But I don't know. Like, I, I think if you are in the market for a Switch, like, and you don't already, already own one, I think the Switch OLED is great. Oh absolutely but absolutely there is, there is nothing for me as even though i use my switch probably more than anything else i i and i use it handheld more than anything else because i use it at work but yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not upgrading i'm not upgrading if i see one in the store i could probably be tempted to pick one up but I, it's it's not it's not well yours me. well the thing is yours isn't working that's the thing although yeah. i have i have a little concern about mine last night i was uh streaming skyward sword and just ran. luckily I'd say, well, Skyward Sword has an autosave feature anyway, but luckily yeah. I'd just saved beforehand and uh, just randomly while I was streaming, fucking screen went black and there was all the, a warning message and saying that, oh yeah, you need to restart your console, hold down the power button, restart the console, which I've never seen before on a Switch. Warning, you need to order the new Switch OLED Pro <laughs> because this one's dead. Oh, thanks, Nintendo. I know, I think, do, do, do you think we still get 4k version or do you think that will basically be the switch 2 at this i think point? that'll just be the switch 2 because she's getting she's getting on a bit now the switch she is she well four years four and a half yeah. years in the in this the the span of video game console life cycles that's still pretty young mm, not for nintendo though nintendo tend to fly through them don't they um do they think about it yeah hang on because the GameCube came out in 2000, and the, the Wii was 2006. The Wii U was 2012. Are you pulling these off the air or out your head? Or? Oh, my head. Let's see how accurate I am. GameCube Let's release date of, was 2001. Yeah, so five no, years. You were close. Yeah, five years to the Wii, and then six years to the Wii U. And five years to the switch. Five, so yeah, yeah it's so there, getting yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, see, see, have some faith in your old friend Tyson. Oh. Some faith in him. Yeah, I mean, I guess I think that would definitely be. I think at this point in its life cycle, they're not going to do a half step. Well, did you? Oh. I mean, did you see that it it overtook? Uh, oh, what the fuck did it overtake? It was a massive. It overtook not combined, but it overtook PS3 and Xbox 360 in terms of sales this wow. past week. Like, I think the only thing it hasn't sold more than is the PS2. Game Boy, which included the Game Boy and Game Boy Color, the DS family, and PS2. 
I think that's see the, the DS family numbers are a bit skewed because that's like two generations of consoles that yeah. you're. It's like saying it, it didn't sell more than the PS2, PS3, and PS4 because they're PlayStations. What? They're the, they're the same. <laughs> oh, I got you. <laughs> didn't get your point. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the the. But the thing is, as well, they've now got that advantage of because I think with the DS as well, like even before the 3DS came out and the 2DS came out, people were still upgrading because you had the DS, the DSi, the DSi, and all that. The DSi XL, yeah, and you had the 3DS, then the 3DS XL, then the new 3DS XL, then the 2DS, then the 2DS XL, and then the new 2DS XL. But Switch also now has that similar advantage where it's got the 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 Switch Lite and now the the OLED. Where people are going to upgrade, aren't they? So people yeah. are double dipping. Yeah. Which, you know, the same as the PlayStation, uh, PS4 and Xbox uh, One. You know, they had obviously the X versions and the uh, Pro versions, and they're still counted under all those sales as well. I mean, I upgraded. I technically bought two PS4s. I think I have... I mean, I've bought three of them, but one of them I bought from my mom. So, yeah, I mean, I'm getting us. Exactly. <laughs> we were talking about DSs even. I actually, with Tom... And like trying to have a conversation about anything to do with DS and the fucking naming convention. I know Xbox gets a lot of shit about the naming conventions, but Jesus Christ, Nintendo. Yeah. (laughs) Well, then they they did that new 3DS XL thing. It's like, okay, well, what the fuck does that mean? Oh, well, there's going to be certain games that can only work on that one. Okay, great. There was a few games that only worked on the DSi as well, remember? Yeah. Yeah, I think they work on the 3DS because they have the camera, but like back before the 3DS existed. There was Man, a, do you yeah. remember? Did you have one of the OG DSs? Like the no, gray, no, no. ugly fucking clamshell? I had one of those. Mm. Loved the shit out of it. But man, when the DS Lite came out, oh, that was a heavenly upgrade. That's one of those gaming memories just emblazoned in my mind because I was working at GameStop when the shipment came in and we had to wait like three days before we could take them home. And just standing in the back, like, I want that one. And. The pearl that white. That that one is mine. You know, I don't think I've ever. I've definitely never held one, but I don't think I've ever seen an OG DS in real life. Oh, they are like in they, front of me. They are something. Yeah, I've seen pictures of them, obviously, but like I've never like physically been in the same room as what I think. That was my freshman year in college when that and the PSP came out, and I remember the day the PSP came out, one of the guys in my creative writing class rolled in with one, and I was. I've never been so envious because I wanted that. And that's why when, when I got that job at GameStop and one got traded in, I bought it immediately and went, yeah, now we're living. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, Tom, Tom's been trying to get hold of a, either a 3DS or a 2DS XL, hasn't he? Because yeah. for some reason they're jumping up in price. Yeah, I don't know why. It's nuts. It's weird. I, I, I said to you the day, I think I'm going to pick up try and pick up a UK one. Because mm-hmm. obviously I've got that Zelda one that you kindly gifted me, um, but it's region locked to the US, so I did put some custom firmware on it so that I can play UK games. But there are some games that still just don't manage to work through the custom firmware. So it's like, well, they've announced that in a few months that you won't be able to top up your credit anymore on a Wii U and a DS. You can top it up on a Switch and it'll, the credit will be there on your DS if you're on the same account. But that to me says that store is going to disappear soon. So quite often if a game doesn't work over here i'll just buy it off the u.s store and that's not going to happen soon so i'm going to be locked out of some stuff so i think i need to get a u.s uh, uk 2ds xl yeah 
before they start jumping up too much in price. Well, Tom said sure that there's you- a second-hand gaming store not far from my chiropractor's, and they had one of those, you know, the ones that look like a Pokeball? Mm-hmm. They had one of those in second-hand ages ago. I wonder if that's Ooh. still in there. It was fairly cheap as well. It was Ooh. only about 70, 80 quid. I don't know what nick it was in, but... Yeah, I'm just looking at pictures of this OG DS. That thing was so fucking ugly. <laughs> it's great, wasn't it, as well? Yeah, I think they had a couple different iterations of it. I think they had like a cobalt blue one too, but um, it was not comfortable. The screen wasn't all that bright. I want one. I need to get one. <laughs> Here I am slagging it off. And uh, yeah, I don't want I, I need one. It's I just a good one, one for the one. shelf. But yeah, the, the retro scene has definitely taken jump lately. And it's frustrating because we've got MoCon coming up, which uh, by the way plug for that we are going there's, there's a good healthy group of us i think 12 12 of us are going to be at mocon uh september 16th through the 19th so chad hager um, is on the the executive team for that so we're doing our our annual factory sealed pilgrimage to mocon to uh spend each other's money yeah going to a hotel room and fart oh yeah <laughs> I'm going to see if I can convince Cody to load up his trunk with, with Pib Extra on the way down. <laughs> you can only get it in Wisconsin and Minnesota areas. Wherever Coke does not distribute Dr. Pepper, they will do Pib Extra. So, oh, really? Yeah. That's, That's why we don't get Pib Extra in the stores down here, because down here, Coke has the rights to distribute Dr. Pepper. Also, oh, it's a rights thing. It's not like yeah, that, fear that's, of that's my understanding of it or what I was told, whether the validity of that is true. I don't know. But uh, I'm going to go with it because it sounds smart. <laughs> and I'm smart. I'm smart. about the soda pups. But yeah, if you want to come to MoCon and hang out with us, shoot me a message. Let me know. I know the hotel is filling up real quick. It's a bunch of the guys have you know, split rooms and all of that. So... Um, we would love to see as many people there as possible. I know that there are quite a few people that live locally that aren't very, they, they're on the community. They're not very active. They're those, uh, those active lurkers and I'm excited to get to meet them. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good time. We're just a shade over a month away from that. I am ready for it. It's always a shame that like, it's a situation like this where it's a shame where it's like split up. Yeah. I'm not ready for the price increases on these games. I was looking at my list of games that I put together for last MoCon versus this one, and obviously the games are still the same. Some of them have tripled or quadrupled in price since then. It's just stupid. So I don't, I don't know how lucrative it'll be. And you know what? If it ends up just being a weekend where we all get together and drink and talk about video games, great. See, that's but, the thing. It's, as you know, between this show and the retro show, we like. I, I, I don't. I know I, I'm not into collecting. I'm not as even though I'm on part of a retro show, I'm not into collecting old games and and all that. You know, I, I'm part of the retro show because I enjoy looking back on the old games and, and experiencing and experiencing stuff that I never had a chance to play. And even though I'm not interested in all that, I, I, I'd love to be able to come to just come and hang out with you lot while you lot spend all your money and have a laugh and everything. But like, I can't justify flying all the way to America for that. If that makes sense. Oh no, no, absolutely not. Um, not for a three day weekend. Yeah. But so when it's, if the Patreon gets big enough, we can afford to pay for my flights. Hell yeah. Shameless plug right there. (laughs) But, uh, bridging the gap between retro and the modern stuff. Should we talk a little bit about skyward sword? 
Yeah, sure. Because Why not? You, you kind of touched on it a little bit already. Yes, but I touched on the frustrations with it. This was the last mainline Zelda game that I had yet to play and complete, and I beat it last night. So down to the wire here. But what I can say is that it is firmly in my top three of favorite 3D Zelda games. Um, what what would the other, what would the other two be? So obviously Ocarina. And then it's kind of a toss-up. No, it's not a toss-up. It's Breath of the Wild. So it's Breath of the Wild Ocarina and now this. Uh, Wind Waker used to be in there, but it's been so long since I've actually played that and I've really only played through it once. So I can't definitively say that that would be in my top three, but the impression that this game left me with, even all of the motion control issues aside, this game does not deserve the... I don't want to say hate, but because I can't think of a different word right now, uh, it doesn't deserve the hate that it gets. I'll be inclined to agree, and I am I am one of those people that used to... I didn't give it hate, but I always said, it, like, you, you can go back through shows and shows shows this. For the record, I've not finished it, and I know I've been kind of bugging on you to not spoil shit for me. Like, I, I remember the story pretty much, just all so you can go through bits of that. All I ask is that you don't go too, into too much detail about, like, puzzle solving elements and things like no, that no 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 just just so that when i get to them, i still have the challenge and everything but but you've beaten it before though right oh yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah. and i played it back on the wii and i'm one of those people who, who used to give it hate i was like you know the motion controls kind of ruined it and um it's a bit directionless and repetitive and it is still in places and i always said it's not a great zelda game but it game but it is a good game yeah. and you know what I, from what I've played so far, I'm really fucking enjoying it. I've done myself a little bit of a disservice because I'm streaming it. And sometimes I'm not in the mood to stream and I'm just like, oh, I want to play Zelda, but I want to stream. Like I've, I've kind of committed to streaming it and I'm debating at the moment. I, I put like something out on the community today, like for a bit of feedback for those that do watch. I'm just like, is the seeing all the game important to you or is it just joining me for the streams? Like, I would you know, say it's not important and just play yeah. it and stream it when you feel like streaming. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm. You know, maybe maybe if you had a follower base of thousands that you know are really invested in it, but you know, at this point, I'd say just fucking play it and then stream yeah. it when you feel like streaming. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. But but yeah, aside from that, yeah, I'm really really fucking enjoying it. I am shocked at how much I'm enjoying it. Now, I am I am I I I think part of that is coming from. I've been in the mood to play a Zelda game for a little while. I was thinking mm. of playing Twilight Princess not long ago because I haven't. I've only played through that once, um, so I was, I was hankering for a 3D Zelda anyway. So I think that has helped, but I don't. I I can't quite put my finger on it. But there's something about this playthrough I am really, really thoroughly enjoying. And don't get me wrong, the the motion controls are a bit infuriating. I am having to resync the pointer controller quite a bit as well. I don't seem to be having the problems you're having, but like. Yeah. I am pressing Y not long before I pick up a menu, uh, open a menu, or um, you know, I'm pressing it before I go to use the catapult or before I go to use Ringo or anything like that. And it's it just got ingrained to me to press it, so it's not an issue anymore. But you never played the original, and I know just going, oh, it's better than the original. That doesn't necessarily mean it's still good. But on the original, when your controller went out of sync, which happened a lot. You literally had to, literally had to get the controller, turn it upside down, and put it down on a flat surface for a few moments. Yep. 
every single time. And the quality of life, what they managed to do here, because obviously you don't have the, the, the sensor bar that you had on the Wii. And what you have now is essentially it uses the gyro within the right Joy-Con and it doesn't need to be pointing towards anything. So you could literally point it to the right hand side of the room and press Y and it just, that's it. It's synced to there, which is great. Um, and it just means you can sync it at any time. And it's such a quality of life issue compared to how it was on the Wii. And it's helped so much because even if your sword feels a little bit out of whack, you know, you, 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 you go to do a downward strike and it's going diagonal. It's like, okay, I'll quickly, pre- I'll put it at a neutral position, press Y. It's gone down. Great. You can do that as much as you want. And honestly, Eric, compared to playing it on the Wii, just being able to do that, and I know it was frustrating because you were using it, but comparatively, just being able to do that, it really changes the game so much. It's so much less infuriating. It really, really is. Well, and that's the that's the thing. And I think it's the reason that it took this game so long to get a re-release is when you design a game specifically around a unique feature of a console it does not translate to other consoles as well and fortunately the switch has all of the motion controls but look at something like like um, anything on the ds you can't really translate that to another console because it doesn't have the two screens you're building this game for that specific feature and functionality and um it was definitely a product of its time. The The motion control at the time, I remember watching them announce Skyward Sword. I'm like, man, that looks really fucking cool. Like, look at him. You move his hand around and like the sword does exactly what it's supposed to do. And that's going to be great. But man, motion controls are fun for a little while. If you have to sit and do a prolonged gaming session, I think the longest I ever sat and played this in one stretch was like two or three hours. But my final play time was just a shade under 40 that's a lot of time to be wrestling against motion controls. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's not fun. I had a fucking blast every minute of this game. It's one of the more unique Zelda games. And I, I agree with your statement before. It's not a great Zelda game, but it's a great game. And I think the reason that it's not a great Zelda game is that it's very repetitive. However, in their repetitiveness, they were rather creative. So there's there's essentially only three areas to explore you have the Farron woods the lionara desert and the elden volcano that's it most zelda games like yeah you get like seven or eight different unique dungeon locations to go to these three areas you revisit three or four different times and granted yes each time you visit a new little tiny section of it unlocks but you're just recycling the same areas and then the same thing that bothered me about wind waker they did in this game just instead of a big empty vast ocean to fill and give you this perception of this game's huge they just did it up in the sky and hey you get to fly around in this bird and it takes forever to get anywhere but it's a big open world and there's little minor frustrations about that but all of those are completely overshadowed by how fucking fun this game is to play yeah, I'm, I've, I have very little memory of the actual dungeons, like the the three dungeons I've done so far. So this is just because the the strange thing about uh, Skyward Sword, well, interesting and strange thing is that Skyward Sword almost has an outside dungeon before the dungeon in places. So yep. like in a lot of the other 3D Zeldas, you get to a town or a location and the, the, the stuff to do usually with the town folk or whatever, or like some story bits. Sorry, that ice cream man's back <laughs> every time. And um, 
you know, and then you get into the dungeon, you do the dungeon. And what I forgot on this was, because obviously you go to the Farron Woods and then to, uh, what's it called? Thingy Mountain. Elden, Elden. Elden Volcano. And, and the Naraya Desert. And before you even get to the dungeon, there is a shitload of stuff to do outside just to be able to get there. Mm-hmm. So it feels lengthy because you're actually having to do, like I said, do an outside dungeon before you even get in there. But you're learning the skills outside that you'd end up tending to use, uh, you end up using on the first half of the dungeon. Then it's the typical thing is you get a new item in the dungeon to then, you know, finish the dungeon. So like in in the volcano area, you know, you start learning about bowling bombs and everything like that. Yep. And that's when you start, you know, you, you start using that to actually do the first kind of parts of the dungeon. And then I can't remember what you, is it the, it's the gloves you get from the volcano, isn't it? Or is that Correct. beforehand? Yeah, the magma mitts. Yeah. And, you know, then you start using those and stuff like that. And it's, it elongates the game, but it makes those journeys to the dungeon interesting as well. And what I've done so far, the puzzle aspect is actually really interesting. And I don't remember being this enthralled with it. There was only one puzzle that actually stumped me to the point where I got frustrated. And after I solved it, I went, oh, that's that's creative. And I was no longer upset. I was frustrated that I didn't pick up on it. And it was right away in the Farron Woods at the beginning. You have to stand on a platform and there is a door that has an eye above it. And you have to lock oh, onto yeah. the eye and you have to somehow get the the eye to you there i thought you had to shoot it with an arrow but as soon as you put your sword down the eye shuts and it was actually ellie that told me she's like dad you gotta you you know spin your sword around so i spun my sword around and it made the eye dizzy and then he died it's like something like that there's so many neat little things and um my girls loved watching me play this it was constant dad can you play zelda dad can you play zelda and I'd come down middle of the day to get lunch. You're like, Dad, can you play Zelda? I'm like, no, I have to work. So we would set aside a couple <laughs> nights or a couple hours every night to just sit and play Zelda. And I think they watched me play 80% of this game. And it was really neat to see them pick up on how the game mechanics work. The 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 giant towers that you have to slice the 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 ones that shoot the laser beams around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You have to slice the the two sections down. And um I was it didn't click with me. I always forgot about the, the the thrust where you can poke his sword mm-hmm. forward. I always forgot about that. So I'm sitting there trying to hit this guy. And Amelia, at five, she's like, Dad, you have to poke his eye. I'm like, oh, of course, you got to poke his eye. And sure enough. So just yeah. having them um, watch me play through this game. So it's not something either of them could functionally play through right now. But for them to kind of like start wrapping their heads around the mechanics of puzzle style platforming games it was, it was just a really neat experience yeah and, and as well like one of one of my uh issues with it before and it, it, to be fair 3d zelda combat i mean look back at ocarina of time near enough every single enemy you encountered outside of the bosses it's a kind of wait for it to attack okay it's tried to attack maybe you have to bop it back with its shield maybe not then you attack it's essentially a waiting game patience game on near enough every enemy and I used to give this game a lot of shit because I was like, oh, every single one is like, they somehow force in a way for it to have to be like a directional thing. Yep. Like, you know, there's guys with swords and he's like, for some reason he's randomly putting it up, then putting it down and putting it up and putting it down and left, right. And my memories of that was like, it seemed really fucking dumb and every single enemy just had to have that. But actually now playing it as an older, like as, as, as someone who's a, 
I don't know. I, I I look at games very differently now compared to when I was a bit younger, and I look at them a bit more objectively, and and you know I find certain things cool and that I wouldn't have done before. And actually, with the enemies so far so far where I am, like none of it has worn thin at all. Especially like one of the coolest ones that I completely forgot existed was there's there's obviously there's the uh, there's giant plants. They're not piranha plants, but they're like piranha plants, mm-hmm. and obviously some have slits uh, horizontally on their mouth, and some have slits vertically. And you have to slice right away. And then you start encountering ones where like they can split open either way and they, yep. they constantly change. And you have to get them. And it's actually quite fun to, to go back and forth. But this goes back to my thing. As much trouble as you had with the motion controls, honestly, Eric, you should go back and try and play the Wii version because Ugh. the motion controls now, honestly, they don't get in the way of the game so much. And that was my major issue before they used to get in. I think I focused so much on them that it hampered my enjoyment of the rest of it. So no how cool it was. On the Because I remember as well, I remember as well, sorry to interrupt you, that's uh, fine. using Ring, what I call Ringo, the beetle, um, using him, because there's, there's certain, you get this beetle that you use and it's like a little hover guy. It's like a little drone, I suppose. Yeah. And you go around, you can pick things up with it and you, there's a lot of puzzles where you pick up bombs that are placed on top of towers and then you move them across the room and, and place them elsewhere. And... On this, yeah, you have to press Y to reset the controller before you do it, but generally you can get where you want with that thing. Yep. I remember specifically on the Wii, the puzzles involving the Beetle, I fucking hated. I hated them because I, I couldn't get him to go where I wanted him to go at all. And I'm not even exaggerating. It, it was awful, oh. absolutely awful. Anything to the Beetle. So much so that when I got the Beetle on this game, I was like, oh, fucking here we go. Here we go. This shit that doesn't work. And I was like, oh, actually, no, this is great. <laughs> yeah, go, Ringo, go. You've not got too much to do. On the on the topic of enemies, there was one. First of all, those prana plant guys. I felt like a moron when Dan just haphazardly in the the chat made a comment about him. He's like, "Yeah, it's so cool how you have to slice the direction that their mouth is open." And I'm like, "I'm just not gonna say anything that I didn't know how to do that because I was just running by those guys, or I'd open up the beetle and have the beetle cut the stem, uh-huh. and like, oh, that 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 makes sense. <laughs> but the other enemy that I never beat and i think i just gave up on trying to beat was the octorox because in the past it's been hold your shield shield up and it'll deflect it back i don't mm-hmm. do you swing your sword to like fling their whatever back no, you, at them no, it's the exact same thing the shield no it's not it is it's not it is you literally lift the shield you have to do it at the right time you have to like as it's about to oh hit you. it's a shield bash yeah yeah, yeah yeah like a parry okay yes yeah i suppose that makes sense yeah but the <laughs> I'm going to go out and say that the bosses, the actual bosses in this game are of the most memorable in the entire franchise. Because you didn't get you didn't get on with Gira. Is it Giraheim at first? Did you his first fight? No, because that was such a, a hokey. Hey, guess what? We're going to shoehorn every functional feature of this motion control combat into this boss. And I think I was frustrated because that's right around the time where I was discovering that I was having tracking issues. Mm-hmm. That first battle with Giraheim, probably 10 tries. Mm-hmm. Because it's just a matter of his hand is tracking your sword and you have to quickly move it to the other side and, and slice really quickly. But all of the other bosses like Skaldera, Moldorok, um, Kalaktos, there was Tant- Tantalus, the, the giant squid fucking great battle uh even demise at the end for as easy as he was um i loved all of them the the swashbuckling pirate that you had to sword fight off the plank 
shit like that. Uh, it was, yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so cool. Such a. The only thing I really didn't like was the imprisoned. I feel like that, for some reason, that boss does not fit the artistic style of the rest of the game. It's like, wow, that's ugly. That just does not look good, and it does that's not look like it fits. Big thing with the toes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah. if you're playing. The first three times you have to fight this guy, super easy way to cheese him. You're supposed to attack his toes, get him to fall on his back, get behind him, drive the spike up into his brain. Just take one of the air vents up to a platform level above him and drop down onto his head. I had him dead the first three first three times you fight him in under two minutes. Yeah. Which, by the way, the fact that, I mean, obviously they were never going to change it because it's kind of integral to the story, but like having to fight. The imprisoned con- is it imprisoned, isn't it? Because I've not, mm-hmm. I've not even done the first one yet on this yeah. playthrough. Like, having to replay that same boss over and over and over again is a fucking chore and very yeah. uninteresting. Yep, it just feels like padding on it. But um, yeah. in regard to the story, this is the. I think that's the reason why this game is so engaging is because this is the outset of the Zelda franchise. It is the beginning of the the legend of Zelda, and you yeah. discover through this story that that zelda is actually the goddess hylia and she gave up her immortal form to become human to protect the land and um you know you you seal away this great evil in demise but he says you know this my rage is eternal and everlasting and you'll be cursed to relive this throughout all eternity which if you're familiar with zelda that is the thing is it's not the same character it's a different character all on the same timeline and you know he's reborn at at certain times when a hero is needed and so to see the beginning of that entire story is just awesome i already knew all that but if you've not played uh scarlet sword hd sorry for the massive spoilers (laughs) oh oops oh well it's nearly 10 years old anyway so if we'd done it for the show we would have spoiled it so Mm. well for for factory sealed yeah um sorry but yeah um and, yeah, I'm looking forward and to more, there is a yeah. reference i i don't think it's a real reference but i'm gonna say it's a reference to link's awakening in in uh levius the gigantic sky whale that's uh-huh. the wind fish from link's awakening i'm gonna say that that's the wind fish grandpa i never i i i not played link's awakening when i first played scarlet sword so i don't see that link so when i get there i'll let you know what i think yeah he looks he looks rough but he does look <laughs> i mean clearly he's a whale and the windfish is a whale, a little bit more flamboyant, you know, albeit, but uh, maybe that's maybe that's some distant relative, the windfish, and he's slumbering because all of his previous iterations are, and this is just me riffing off here, uh, maybe he's dreaming about a, a white Christmas. That too, but maybe his grandpa Levius or great great grandpa, or there's been a, a tale passed down through the generations of sky whales about the hero named Link who saved the land, and the sky, the windfish is just dreaming about tales that his family told him, and that's Link's awakening right there. Oh, how delightful! How delightful! What oh, do you think? That's very nice, is Eric. Yeah, yes. very nice. If I had a what? tinfoil hat, I'd put it on. <laughs> I want to. I want to go back to the controls a second because I think as well with this. And I, I think this was potentially some of my problems back on the Wii as well. Like, there was that promise that it's one-to-one tracking on the sword. It isn't. Let's face it. Like no. when you're moving it, when you're moving it, when you're stood there and you move it very slowly, Link will actually be, do one-to-one with the sword. But any kind of actual combat, it's not. And 
over on our Discord group, uh, it was Heitani Spindash was was on about it, and he was and he was on about um, how he struggled with it back on the Wii because obviously, if you're going to swipe left, you kind of go over to the right to swipe left, and it swipe right. And I think you know that would that be that would be the idea of it's one to one with a sword because if you physically had a sword to swipe left, you would kind of go over to the right, wouldn't you, and swipe yep. to the left. And I think in this iteration, somehow I've got my head around it a little bit more as well because I could see where he was coming from. And I think that maybe I I struggled with that as well back in the day. I think of it like a D pad that's just attached to a motion control. You've got mm. your motion control is neutral position, and then you have essentially got your eight directions yep. up down left right and all the diagonals and that's how i now think of it i'm just like right okay i need to go left right i need to press left on the d-pad left on the d-pad is flicking it to the left flicking to the right you know like how they've done the the analog stick for the the handheld controls that's that's how they've done it and now i think of it like that it just works just really really works see in my brain interpreted it as if i'm going to flick from the if i need to do a left strike wherever my sword is, if I flick left, he's just going to move left from that position. So my brain was always like, I need to get it further over to the right to swipe across. And yeah, I think I like your style of it better because I think in in the moment when you are just standing there, he's going to track it exactly. But when you start doing combat and make those bigger flicks, mm. it doesn't matter as much. Yeah, it's interesting. And funnily enough, it was, the, it was how they did the handheld controls that actually made me kind of think of that. Because listening to reviews and everything when the HD version first came out, because, you know, it's been out for a few weeks now, people were, the reviewers, quite a few of the reviewers said that they were struggling because they were like, well, I need to swipe my sword. They were getting a bit mixed up because obviously you, to swipe left, you're, you click right on that you flick left on the actual analog stick you use it like you would the thing and they was they were kind of struggling because they were like well the enemy has put his shield is yeah the enemy has put his shield to the left which means that you would strike left so you can get through but they were like right he's put his shield to there so i need to hit his right side so i need yep. to click to the right and I can understand where they're coming from, but if you kind of think of it like I do, like it, it, it's just natural. It's completely natural. I had, I had a little go on the handheld because you were talking about that whole blue bird thing. Yep. Um, where it's harder to get the blue bird feathers later on. So I went back and did a little bit of grinding to get those. And I did that at work handheld. And so it, it just fit. The guide that I, onto that real quick, so I wanted to bring that up. The guide that I'm using is the, 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 the collector's edition of the Skyward Sword from the Wii because I don't think they they did a, a guide for this. And I like the crafting system in this. I, I upgraded absolutely everything full to the max, uh, with the exception of... There's one thing that I didn't max. I don't remember what it is. But you didn't get the, the Highland Shield, though, did you? No, no, no. I no. didn't want to go through that headache. But um, Remind me, what do you have to do again for that? Sorry to put you off. When you beat uh, Lainu or Gorge the mm-hmm. dragon the thunder the thunder dragon gives you a boss rush and you have to beat the first eight bosses of the game in a row and then you get the hylian shield i definitely did it back in the day but i couldn't remember what it was you had to do yeah there's no way i, I wanted to do that maybe had i had a little bit better success with tracking but anyway i was reading through this and there what's really cool i think this is what roped my kids in is because it scratched that animal crossing itch for them because you can get a bug net and there's a whole bunch of bugs that you can run around and collect from dung beetles to um stag beetles praying mantises butterflies ladybugs all that stuff you can collect them and they they loved that um but you can collect these birds in the Faron woods at the very beginning and they're three different colors and apparently the bluebirds 
are extremely common at the beginning and they get more rare. And the way that the, the guide described it, I don't know if this is a quality of life improvement because I did not see this happen. What they said was every time you attempt to catch one and miss, the bird becomes more rare. So it just won't show up as frequently. So that's why it's very, very important to get your five blue bird feathers as quickly as possible because as you progress through the game, they show up less frequently coupled with how frequently you have missed trying to catch them. By the tail end of the game, I was still going through the Fair on Woods and still seeing bluebirds everywhere. Mm, yeah, so maybe then. Maybe they, maybe changed, they changed that. But um, I really, really enjoyed the crafting aspect of things. The slingshot, when you upgrade that, it shoots out a whole bunch of BBs instead of just the, or Deku seeds instead of just one. The 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 bow, I had that fully upgraded. I upgraded the goddess shield all the way. Um, just well, neat little aspect of things. Some of the other quality of life stuff that just honestly makes the game fly, Eric, that you wouldn't have experienced before. So you you know about the whole thing with the item description, don't you, that they changed? Uh, so yeah, where every yeah. time you picked an item up after restarting the game, Fee would give you the description again. Yeah, so that's great. Um, Fee doesn't bother you as much. Do you know, like, quite often the sword would flash? Mm-hmm. In the old game, it wouldn't be optional. She'd just come up and talk to you every time. So every time you saw that sword flash, you would get stopped by Fee. I don't think I ever actually noticed that it was flashing. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It, noticed, it, it goes off quite a bit. Um, but one of the ones I didn't realize until I I watched the Digital Foundry comparisons of the graphics, and they talked about some of the quality of life stuff. And what I didn't realize, because I'd forgot it from before, is there's a lot of characters that would have stopped you to talk to them, uh, oh. especially very early on in the game that now are optional and they just have little um, speech bubbles above their head. So like when you first get out onto Skyloft, onto the outside area, you walk down there and like two or three different characters try and talk to you and they just stop you. They like the tutorial ones, like the lad who wants you to roll into a tree and you know other ones who want you to look around and stuff like that. They're now optional. So when you go past them, they've got the speech bubble there for you to say, for it to say, well, these guys are important, talk to them, but you oh. don't have to and it streamlines everything. I really like Skyloft, by the way. I think it's just an amazing central hub village. And the theme music for, for Skyloft is one of my favorite Zelda tunes now. Yeah, awesome. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's catchy. But You were saying that you noticed a lot of... Uh, that Breath of the Wild reused a lot of audio from this. Oh, yeah. I think had I been... Had I played Skyward Sword before Breath of the Wild, I might not have been as immediately tickled and enamored I'm like oh wow they're just peeling a lot of shit out of skyward sword here but yeah. you could see that skyward sword was kind of a precursor to what they were trying to accomplish in breath of the yeah. wild but yeah. so many of the sound effects and everything got peeled straight from that yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to playing the rest and yeah i i, I think I've, I've put a call out for feedback on on quite a few of the socials to see what people think in terms of me uh playing bits without them but <laughs> i will say <laughs> though that despite this now being one of my favorite 3d zeldas i'm not sure i'll ever play it again i could understand that just Although, because of how frustrating. are we are we eventually probably going to end up doing it for the retro show properly that's the question because you will have to if we do that. Oh, God. I mean, That's... if we do things chronologically, it'll be a little while because we still haven't done Wind Waker or Twilight Princess. So, Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, the girls have been all over me playing Zelda games, so I'm probably going to start cycling through the other ones on the Wii U, play through Twilight Princess because um, I haven't played that in a long, long, long time. So, I mean, we should we should probably play Wind Waker next year. 
Yeah, that one's so long too. <laughs> we'll oh, do it over two retro shows. Because Wind Waker is 30 hours, I think. Mm. Especially yeah. if you do all like do all of the fishing. So I remember I remember when I played it, I wanted to do every single grid on the map. I just, which is I fine on the Wii U version because you have the map on the pad. So you can look at the map on the pad and just go there on the screen, which is nice. Yeah, I never played true. the GameCube version, but I can imagine going in and out of the, uh, of the menu all the time. Also, they have the, I can't remember what they call it, but there's a, a sale you can get mm-hmm. um, quite early on where instead of like having to change the wind direction and then using the wind to sail in directions, you get this sail that you can just go any direction you want. Yeah, the game, I, I have not played the Wii U version. The, the GameCube one is... It's a chore. It's definitely a chore. It's a beloved game in the franchise there, Eric. What are you talking about? I mean, I'm not saying it isn't. I just, it's a chore. <laughs> but no, I, the, the hours that I've spent on, on Skyward Sword so far, it has definitely changed my opinion on it. Oh, yeah. I think and, uh, that a lot of know, people can finally give it the fair shake because the Wii what, did have its shortcomings. And, you know, I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather change my mind and look like a hypocrite than fucking just... Back a dead horse dig my heels and then go oh no it's shit it's shit not that i ever said it was shit but every yeah, time Sky nobody, Sword was nobody mentioned, ever I likes went, to dig their heels in yeah eric god <laughs> yeah wait what but yeah, oh, that's, speaking of honestly the, that's the only thing that i have been playing this past since it came out that's it yeah well i i, I have not done much gaming in the past couple of weeks not much at all but the gaming i have been doing outside of skyward sword speaking of uh, changed opinions on games jesus christ i am fucking all in on marvel's avengers yeah right I, <laughs> I, that's all you've been talking about you've been trying to get us in on it yeah i, I managed to get because they had a free play weekend last weekend i managed to get dan playing it and his review was that's all right actually yeah it's quite fun it's quite which fun is, yeah which is quite good that's not dan sans like obviously but um yeah, uh, I'm all fucking, all fucking in. Um, I have learned a fucking lesson here. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. If you are interested in a game, but the reviews, like, a kind of... Because the reviews for Avengers weren't shit. They were, they were kind of just, like, a bit blare. Like, maybe just give them a go, because I think... And then don't get me wrong, obviously it's had a lot of updates since back when it was first reviewed, but... I think if you're interested, you should just give it a fucking go because I've been interested in Avengers for a while and I bought it secondhand and I'm just like, you know what? I wish I hadn't listened to a lot of the reviews. Mm, because Dark Alliance, I, I really anyone? Dark Alliance? Dark Alliance? Same oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, I still need to give that a go, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've mentioned many times before on here, uh, you know, I've got my rants about reviews and people getting kicking off because things have got review, bad reviews and, you know, I've gone on those rants before of like, you know, try and find people who review games that kind of work along your same interest to try and get an idea of whether you purchase it. By the way, like, this doesn't work for all kinds of media. You should definitely get your news from fucking different places. This only works when you're trying to make electronical purchases. Electrical yes. purchases. Like, I'm not saying just find people aligned with your views in the news. This is just reviews here. <laughs> and I've, I, you know, I've said for a long time, I listen to Kind of Funny quite a bit. Uh, two guys on there, Greg Miller, Tim Gaze. My gaming kind of is my gaming preferences are kind of like a bit of a combination of both of theirs. So like, there's some stuff they both play that I don't like, and there's a lot of stuff like between them that I do like. And I think Greg Miller's been banging on about fucking Avengers for ages, and and I thought, you know what, I'll fucking give it a go. 
I'll give it a go because I love the MCU. I've started reading a lot of Marvel comics. Like, why the fuck not? Uh, boy, I think I picked it up for about 20 quid secondhand. And I absolutely love it. Like, the campaign's actually a lot of fun. Um, and generally, when it comes to games, I'm not one for just kind of cracking on because you have to level up a character because the problem with Avengers is that it, you know it's a game that has a lot of problems I'm not saying it's perfect I'm not saying rush out and buy it but it kind of toes the line between wanting to be a normal kind of superhero action game and being a live service game and mm-hmm. I think that was the balance they got wrong at first by the sounds of it but I am not one of those people who generally when you kind of get to the end of the story you're still cracking on leveling stuff up and I, my two favorite characters to play as on there of the standard roster, because obviously they're doing all the DLC and stuff, uh, it's Captain America and Black Widow. And I've got my Captain America fully leveled and I'm working on Black Widow now. And the two DLC characters we've got so far, which is Kate Bishop and Hawkeye, they're actually really fucking fun to play as as well. And I've, I was giving it a lot of shit before about how the challenge card side of it, which is like a battle pass, every single new character that comes out, yes, is going to be free, but you have to pay for their challenge card which is 10 pounds but jesus you know what i haven't bought the challenge cards for hawkeye and kate bishop i don't give a fuck i don't need to it's not it's not fucking hovered like a dick in front of your face going here 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 get this get this get this get this get this like it you if you go into the challenge card menu there it says you need to buy it but nowhere does it bug you to try and buy the challenge cards and the cosmetic system like you can get a lot of cosmetics through the challenge card but a lot of the cosmetics are basically you just buy them hmm. um, and they are very overpriced. And I can understand why people are pissed off with that because it's a lot of money for cosmetics. But going down to the actual game itself, the campaign's fun, has a fun storyline. You go through and you, gradu- you, 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 you kind of play as each Avenger at certain points. A lot of it is through Kamala Khan, who's Miss Marvel, who I've absolutely fallen in love with and started reading her comics now. But she's just an amazing character who, you know, you see her through her eyes the avengers kind of disband and then she kind of gets them back together and stuff and she is just as a, a protagonist to go through and kind of re reassemble the avengers basically is is an engaging story and then afterwards all the stuff so when they come out with the dlc characters which i didn't realize so when kate bishop came out it had like another bit of story campaign that was several hours long and then I went on to Hawkeye and his is like several hours long and they come with like extra missions you can do through the other levels and stuff like that. And there's a hell of a lot of content there. Black Panther's coming out in a few weeks. And it, it's just a lot of fun actually leveling it all up. And I'm just shocked at how much I'm enjoying it. Yeah, see, and I just don't... At the end of the day, I just don't think I like Marvel enough to play a video yeah. game about it. I enjoy yeah, the movies. Yeah. They're neat, but it's not for me. It's just not I get that. And you know, the gear system's annoying as well. You know, it has a gear system where as you play through, oh, it's oh, if you do this mission, you'll get some legendary gear or some epic gear and all that. And it's, it's you know, it's random and everything. And that is annoying. You gotta level that up and get resources. That's where the kind of games as a service side comes in. But recently I've started doing some of the missions where I've been leveling up with uh just randoms online. And, you know, I'm usually not a fan of that, but that's been a lot of fun as well. And it's actually made like some of the missions easier that I've been struggling with. Um but yeah, I'm I'm all in, man. I, and so recently, I said to you guys that like I, I haven't said it on the show, but you know, there's there's all that stuff going on with Activision Blizzard at the moment, and um, you know, before that there was Ubisoft, and and to be honest, with all the you know 
sexual assault claims and and you know women uh, being treated badly and everything like that. Horrible, horrible stuff. And Ubisoft had an issue with it recently, and there's still a lot of people in charge there that uh, are still in their positions. And I took a stance a while ago of I will not buy Ubisoft games brand new. I'll only buy them secondhand. I mm-hmm. won't buy any DLC. Basically, I'm not sending any money their way. Um, I know that kind of harms the people lower level that are probably being harmed by these issues as well. But for me personally, it's just kind of stance I'm doing. It's still Factivision Blizzard. I've now decided the same thing. Yeah. As it stands right now, I'm not buying their games brand new anymore. I only buy them secondhand. Won't be buying any DLC. Won't be buying any more fucking battle passes for Warzone or anything like that. Ugh. And I've kind of thought, well, you know what? I should probably do that the other way around. If I've bought a secondhand game and I haven't spent any, you know, the developers haven't got any money and I'm enjoying it, maybe I should fucking buy something. So I have bought a couple of cosmetics on it. Yeah, they are a bit overpriced, but, you know, I've got the, bought the fucking Captain America Endgame suit. I've bought the uh, suit off the most recent Black Widow movie, you know, and I don't feel like I've wasted my money because I've sent something to them and the, the, develop, the devs have got something and I'm enjoying a game that they're playing that they're going to carry on releasing free material for anyway. Like I said, there's the whole Black Panther expansion in a couple of weeks. Well, and that's kind of a, to, to your point on the Blizzard Activision stuff, that's kind of a double-edged sword that sucks either way you cut it because if you continue to buy your games, then you're technically supporting them and saying you know what i don't like what you're doing but i still i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna support you as a company blah 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 because i like your games however if you don't buy their games the people who are being marginalized within that company are getting doubly hurt because now their company is not doing well they're not seeing revenue from the games that they took the time and effort to pour their heart and soul into so it's it's striking that fine balance and i think yeah exactly but but i think sometimes you know these higher ups who all they care about is stock price and profits is oh right they won't make action until they see things happen you know like you know i don't think we need to go into too much detail with it we kind of discussed on the on the the unwrap that you know we probably don't have much else to add to the argument that's not already out there but you know, though there was no statement from Bobby Kotick until the stock prices dipped, right? You know, and that's, that says something, doesn't it? So you know, but you know, going back to the Avengers side of things, you know, the actual gameplay is fun. It, it yeah, it's essentially like a three D beat 'em up, but it's, it's got a uh, fun skill system. It's got a you know, it feels fun to play. Got a great parry system and everything like that. And yeah, I just has it got you excited for Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, I was excited about the game anyway. So, it's but yeah, be I, I, I believe it or not, I, I think Avengers will be on my gotti list this year. Really? Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Wow. Like, there's a double XP weekend on at the moment, and like, I had an hour before we, uh, an hour before our original start time because we delayed a little bit, and uh, I, I just like, I've got an hour. I can quickly, quickly get some Avengers in. <laughs> Ugh, I got to try to finish out the Warzone battle pass here in the next day and a half. Jesus Christ, what you want? Ah, uh, ninety-five. Ah, doable. Let's do it. And it's a double battle pass XP weekend. So Scott and I have been we've been playing pretty regularly. We'd probably play hour every hour or two every night or every other night, but um gone for like three months without a win, and that is a dry spell. Yeah. For you anyway. Yeah, right. I I, I barely ever win, but <laughs> Yeah. Well, and we finally uh finally picked up another win the other night. So back back in the game, you know, we don't suck that much. Yeah. We did wheels on zombies last week though. Oh yeah, yeah. We get what up to seven, Made level seven on outbreak, and then managed to exfil. And that was Woo. was it one of the dude we were playing with as well. It ended up being three of us. Yeah, do you remember? Yeah, yep. 
some random guy that we weren't communicating with, communicating with at all. But yeah, yeah that was Warz- fun. Warzone's getting weird right now, and I'm not, I don't think we're seeing much of it on the console side of things as much. But man, some big name Warzone streamers are jumping ship because of how bad the uh, the cheating and the modding is getting. It's Really? It's insane. There's there's one guy that uh, really big name streamer who went off on this enormous rant because one of the guys in their lobby uh, had a hundred and five KDR. So for reference, that's all of the time you've spent in. It averages out your kills in Warzone versus your death. If you have a one KDR, you're good. If you have a two, you're really fucking good. Some of the guys that I've played with um, pretty regularly have like a two point one four, and they're really good to have a hundred and five kdr it's not it's not humanly possible it's just not and watching these these people who clearly suck at the game but like they'll just be able to move their gun somewhere off in the distance and fire and get a kill it's just shit like that that's ruining it for the pc community and activision's not doing anything about it yeah well i i i referenced this on the show before but i the day that I decided I'm never playing with crossplay on again, unless I really, really have to, was the day that I saw the kill cam for the guy that killed me. I was in a car and he literally pointed, literally pointed at the bonnet, yep. fired his gun, and he got a headshot on me. Yep. And it's like, okay, well, I'm turning this off. <laughs> oh, I'll never play with crossplay. And that's why I'm glad I don't play on Xbox because you can't turn crossplay off. You physically, yeah. well, you can, you have to go into the system settings of the Xbox and say, do not allow cross play, but then you can't play Warzone because they yeah, share the same server as the PC. Which is, which is a shame because arguably the Xbox controller is better for first person shooters. I disagree, but okay. when I tried to play some of it on them, like this just is, this doesn't, this doesn't feel good. I don't I like it. Right. <laughs> My thumb's in the wrong spot. I don't know. There's something, there's something a little, it, it doesn't work for some games, but I some find something a little twitchier about the Xbox controller analog sticks that I feel like I get a little bit more precision on on first person. Not that I'm the expert on first person shooters, of course, but which is weird because the aiming thumb sticks in the same spot on both controllers. Yeah, I I don't know. It's something about the the sticks, the feel of the sticks themselves. I don't know what it is, but huh. I, I don't know. I say it doesn't work with some games, um, um, like some sort of three D, like some sort of third person three D. Uh, like action games, adventure games, and stuff. Like I find it, find it a little bit too twitchy. I have to turn that, turn the old uh, thingy down. What's his face? Sensitivity. Oh, so, yeah, Mike. What? Oh, I just got the uh, I got the invite like just got the invitation to be in the PS5 M.2 beta. Have you really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. Have you bought what? one? What? 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 I'm going out to get one today. I know Zach Zach got lucky, didn't he? I was actually just going to bring that up, and I decided to search through my email, and there it was sitting there. Sweet. So for reference, when do you get get the download? uh, I can. I've got the code to put it in now. Oh, sweet. Yeah, here's your voucher code. Expires October thirty first. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, PlayStation Five runs off of the M dot two SSD architecture, which is. You've got your plate drive, you've got your solid state drive, then M.2 is essentially a direct connection onto the board. Wildly fast. That's why the load times are so quick on there. However, there is no option to expand it. They're doing a public beta now by invitation only for 
uh, M.2 to increase your internal storage. So you can actually store more games on the, the physical PlayStation itself instead of having to put it onto an external hard drive. So. Yeah, and bearing in mind, PS5 games, you can't actually play off the external hard drive. You have to transfer Correct. it back onto the actual console. Correct. So, fuck yeah, that's... Oh, man, I'm jacked about that. But yeah, I had to consult the Oracle when all this fo- the details for the SSD came out. The Oracle Zach? being Zach. Yeah, Zach is the hard, the uh, the hardware Oracle for me. When anything comes to hardware, I was like, Zach, what does this mean? <laughs> and I... Uh, so bear in mind, like... I'm not a PC nerd. Fucking Normally, nerd. like when it comes, one of the things I like about consoles is you don't have to fuck around with anything. Make sure it's the right thing. You just buy the shit, connect it, done. Consoles are becoming PCs, and I don't fucking like it. Yeah, I don't like it. So this is off of the actual PlayStation website about the M2 SSD, and I'm just gonna kind of go through now. All you PC nerds, this is gonna be great. You're gonna be like, yeah. I get you. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm going to sweep so many fucking minds with this bad boy, right? <laughs> but to me, a console gamer, you know, I'm an idiot. I'm a fucking ape, you know, fucking smashing controller into my head like it's a banana. Um, <laughs> this is the requirements of the PS5 console. So the interface has to be a PC, 1E, Gen 4, X4, uh, times 4, M.2, NVMe, SSD. The cooling structure must have an effective heat dissipation with cooling structures such as a heatsink. You can attach one to your M.2 SSD yourself, either in a single-sided format or double-sided format. There are also M.2 SSDs that have cooling structures such as heatsinks built in. It must be a module width of 22mm wide. 25mm is not supported. The form factor must be type 2230, 2242, 2260, 2280, and 22110. These numbers can be found on retail listings. Socket type, socket three, brackets, key M. And it goes on like this. It goes on. Yeah, it's like, just give me a list of the ones that (laughs) will work. Come on. (laughs) And me, like I said, you know, non-PC nerd gamer. Fucking clue what all this shit means. And then there's also that thing of, oh, if you put one in, they recommend an extra, was it an extra two centimeters air distance around the console as well? Even with all God. the air sync. And I just, I, I messaged Zach and I was like, Zach, what the fuck do I need to buy? Uh, yeah. Not that I can afford, not that I'm part of the beta or can afford to buy one yet anyway because this shit's expensive. But he had to kind of explain to me, look, some come with this, some come with this, you're better getting this. He, oh, Zach, he had a bank error in his favor when he went to Best Buy. Uh, M.2s are not cheap. They're, Ew. There was a two terabyte one at his Best Buy that was mismarked for 199 instead of 299 and he fought him on it. he's like look you guys had it marked like this i i get that it was a mistake but you had it marked and you know you, you have to sell it at that because that's what it said it's not like it was just in the wrong spot it was physically marked at that price so they sold it yeah. to him so i raced over to my best buy to see if they you know maybe it was a <laughs> maybe it was a planogram error but no it wasn't so yeah. one terabyte is going to be about two hundred dollars so yeah, that's uh cheap whew, spicy meatball but still better than what the xbox series x people have uh do you think though um well i think with it with the xbox it's not too dissimilar prices i think it's a bit more expensive isn't it but the problem is you have to have the proprietary one but yeah. I, rumor is they're going to license it out so that other manufacturers can make that same one which would be good that would be good but and it's literally just you, you slot it into the back of the console there's no fucking around opening up or anything like that but do you think that we get 
some kind of partnership between Sony and uh, an SSD creator, M.2 SSD creator, and going, like, this is the one. Like, so that people can just go and buy it. It has some PlayStation branding, not necessarily on it, but on the packaging, saying this is the one. You know, like how, like, Hori do a lot of Nintendo-branded stuff? Yeah. Partnered with know. Nintendo. Do you think? Do you think we get that? I don't know, but I just found an NVMe on my floor. <laughs> All right, <laughs> laying on the floor under my desk. So I'm going to see what size this. I think it. I think this one's only a 120. I don't know. It might be a 256. Yeah, it's 256. I might just shove that in, see if it works. Yeah. What's the read speed on it? Because it has to be at least 5,500 megabytes a second. Or I don't know. I'm going to look up the model number. Yeah. But yeah, interesting. I don't know. But no, I'm excited I, I, about that. It's I, about time. I'm, I I wish that would have launched with the console. It's interesting they didn't. It's strange, real, real strange. Well, it's better that they left it as an option to add in later instead of axing it just to get the console out in time. Mm, I suppose, but you know, I'm not normally one to worry about hard drive space. But I've had issues with the PS5. I I have a hard drive connected with my PS4 stuff on, but I've had issues where. And I, th- I think I've nailed down what the problem was, but I've had issues where it doesn't disconnect properly when you turn the console off or mm. standby. And I've had to then reformat the hard drive and then re-download all of my stuff. And oh, I, think what it, I think what it was, and I think I figured it out because it's happened a few times to me now. I think it's happened when I've been in a rest mode. And what's happened is I put a rest mode in my power saving settings. I've had it so that the USB sockets turn off after three hours. And I think it's just disconnected the hard drive like that. So what I've done now is when I use it on rest mode, the power saving settings are powered USBs all the time. And I think that's sorted it, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But it's been a pain in the ass having to reformat that load. So it'd be nice to have enough memory and the actual console to actually put my PS4 stuff on there so I don't have to fuck around with an extra hard drive. Can you send me the link to those specifications you were just reading off? Uh, it's on the dock, sir. It's on the dock. It's because the dock. I think this one will work. Yeah, uh, it's the first link that's in the doc. Oh, what document? You know which document. Don't you start that. Don't you start that. Don't you start. Don't you start. Don't you, don't you fucking start. But still, like, I could put Warzone on this. Oh, wait, no, I couldn't. Warzone's like 300 gigs now. <laughs> I, I actually don't think I could put Warzone on here. Yeah. Oh, rumored um, actual PS5 version of Warzone coming soon, which is not good news in some ways because it means it'll have to go on my fucking hard drive, uh, my, my SSD on my console. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> that it would. I think this yeah. will work. I'm going to cram it in this afternoon and see if it works. Oh, God. Don't cram it in. It's just fucking hang fisted in there. Don't don't thumb in a softie. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing it's soft sol- about me doing this, son. It's, it's a solid state, Eric. It's a solid state. <laughs> It'll be nice and solid. But no, I think, I think what I intend to do, because I, I barely touch my VR anymore, but I've got like... I've got a handful of games on my VR that I want to play through. So what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to try and fly through my VR games, maybe sell my VR, and what money I get for that, I will put towards an SSD, I think. Yeah. That's yeah you, can get them for, you can get them for cheap, but I, I would say don't settle for less than a terabyte. Oh, no, 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 I won't be. No, terabyte, son. It'll be a terabyte. Terabyte. It'll be a terabyte. It'll be a terabyte. Yes. Is there anything else you'd like to cover today, Eric? Because we're on a side quest and we've been kind of... We just said we'd we'd rock up and decide what to talk about, so... Yeah, we did. Just rock on up. I don't have anything else. I know that next next Sunday, Tom and I are going to do a Factory Sealed um, retro. Retro! 
I don't know if he's been on a retro show yet this year. I can't, I can't figure that out. What have we played? Because I kind of usually remember if people have been on from stuff we play. Hang on. Let's look at the old Planor. Planor. I mean, not that it's bad, but it's like, wow, it's August. Hey, Tom, welcome. <laughs> I opened up the planner and something else opened. There we go. Mario Hang Galaxy on, right, 2, he wasn't right. on. Terranigma, he wasn't on. I'm trying to... I can just click into each of the shows here because I always type in who is on it. Mm. Unless he, he was wasn't on, on. It was only me and you on Rogue Squadron. He wasn't on Dead Space Two, which was our fault. Was he on Crisis Core? No, that was oh Crisis Core. Uh, I don't know. You should know. I don't because that's the one show I didn't type in the contributors. I don't oh, think he's been on Crisis <laughs> Retro yet this year. Oh, we'll Eric. have to welcome him with fanfare oh Eric yeah. oh no oh, but yeah no. coming up we're going to do uh, Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars on retro and the rest of our year is still kind of getting sorted out but we do have Dead Rising Misadventures of Tron Bon System Shock potentially Dead Rising as it stands that might end up becoming something trouble, else and then a bunch of 16-bit to... X-Men games yeah well we haven't done any kind of well, actually, I'll tell you, we have done a SNES game this year. Yes. I try and shove, shove, uh, I try and shove some older ones in sometimes because I think sometimes we do neglect like 16-bit and earlier. Yeah. I mean, no, I we don't do as many as you guys used to. Yeah, that's true. And considering we, the aim of having SideQuest was to kind of have sort of shorter, more compact, factory-sealed retro shows, like I, I feel like we can probably do shorter games now. Yeah, yeah it's been successful, so... Yeah, exactly. And then you just get us meandering through subjects like this, yeah. so which is good. Although Listen, this kind of became a, a Skyward Sword HD show, I guess. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. Yeah, exactly. Shall I get on to housekeeping, then? Or do you want to do a Fantasy League update? It depends. Or? Are you doing the housekeeping yourself, or are you going to pay somebody? Can oh, um, I pay you to do it? No, can you pay I, me to do it? I ain't cheap. Oh, God. I ain't cheap when you're paying for me, but I'm cheap when I'm paying for you. I am lost. That means for me to do it, it would cost you a lot of money. But if I'm going to pay you to do it, I'm going to pay you as little as possible. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Eric, actually, I've just realized something I wanted to uh, just briefly. It'll probably be like, it won't take long. Did you, I don't know if the demo's still up. Did you ever get around to playing that tunic demo i did not i don't know if it's still up i think it was a limited limited time e3 thing that game is up your pooper is it it is essentially and i know every single fucking like indie game says this but it is legitimately um a like top-down zelda as a dark souls game it's the one of the little fox yeah 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 it's yeah. really cute yeah, yeah 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 it i played the demo of it it's obviously not for me, but hmm. it is definitely, it is the closest thing to like a Link to the Past style Dark Souls game I have ever played. Huh. I'll have to give it a shot. One, is it? Yeah. One, I think it's, it, it's Xbox console exclusive. I'm not sure if it's going to be Steam. But it's, it's not like, it's not so graphical that if you played it on your Xbox One X that you're missing out by not sure. having a current gen console. But I think you should de- you definitely look into it. If you can play the demo of it somewhere still, I think you need to give it a go because I think it's definitely going to be up your pooper. 
I recommend it to Zach. I don't know if he got around to it because yeah, I'll have to give it a shot as well. But I the reason why you. I reason why I thought of this is because that Death Door came out, and that's apparently a bit Zelda and Dark Soulsy, and I really want to play that, even though that's the description. Is that's that Xbox, Xbox well. only Death Door? That's console exclusive. I'm not sure if it's on Steam. Ooh, I don't like but that. That looks real fucking bit. good. I had my eye on that over E3. Hmm. I have to give it a give it a looky loo. A looky loo. But the reason I was thinking of Death Door is because I picked it up on my um my fantasy league. But yeah, Tom out in front with 38 on the old fantasy league at the moment because you got fucked over by Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my god, did I ever. (laughs) Oh dear. Yeah, don't forget, if you want to go have a look at the fantasy Fantasy league, go to fantasycritic.games and you can look at all the public leagues there. Just search for the factory sealed one. We're on there. Um, But some upcoming games for this um, that we have is Tom picked up Humankind, which is out on 17th. I have no idea what that is. But the biggie for me, 12 minutes, finally, is fucking coming out on the 19th. I'm really looking forward to that. I don't think I know what that is. Oh, yeah, I know what that is. That's that top-down room one. Yeah, Yeah, James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley. I think it's got Will Defoe as well. Ooh, Um, Daisy Ridley. I think it's like a loop and stuff. Ow! Ow, Daisy! <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm definitely playing that next month. Although I think it comes around the same time as that Black Panther DLC. And as we already know, I've got a thing for that Avengers game. <laughs> but yeah, I'll do the other housekeeping if you want, and then we'll think about getting out of here. Um, okay. Because it's mainly my housekeeping anyway, I'm afraid. Uh, Dan's Q&A for last month is up on the Patreon for $5 and above backers. He also did an extra video that you might not have seen because he accidentally completely skipped Dalton Sutor's questions. So he's done another little video. Um, and Dan, those. if you're listening to this, did you send me your audio file so that I can do the audio only version? Dan's probably not listening to this. Spoilers on his, his audio is real loud. Oh, fuck's sake. How, how did he manage that? I don't how did know. he not test it beforehand? <laughs> Eric picked him up on it. He went, "Yeah, realize after I recorded it." Great, cheers, Dan. <laughs> Good effort, son. Um, but yeah, I, I am on the Q and A this coming month. Um, by the time you guys are listening to this, I should get the post up because I haven't put it up yet. So, but yeah, uh, five dollar and above backers. As always, you get the Q and A videos. So it's you have... then Tom then me, or is it? No, it's you again after me. Jesus, did Tom, Tom already yeah. did a second one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. You did. Damn. Promise you. That's cool. People are really enjoying them. So, yeah, if, you, if you're if you not a $5 back, uh, up Patreon, $5 backer or up Patreon, yeah, take a look. They're good fun. What the hell is um, in the back of Dan's video? Is, it is that a, cross a trainer sex folded swing? Up, no, I think it's a cross trainer folded up. I don't know about that. I think it's a sex <laughs> swing. And a trampoline. <laughs> if, if you want to see Dan's sex swing and trampoline, <laughs> go join Patreon. Oh my God, look at this. Uh, but yeah, don't forget, if you sign up for Patreon now, you do get all of the old ones as well. And like 120 episodes of Unwrapped. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think that's a cross trader by the looks of it. He's got that's a vacuum to clean up his mess. <laughs> no dinosaur curtains. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you send that image to him? And just with zero context. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to cover Mocon or have you you, I, we you already mentioned did. it earlier? Yeah, okay. Um Eric and uh, Dan kindly shouted this out on our last one, uh, last episode on the retro show. Um but yeah, I've just 
bring it up again. Me and Hazel are joining Miles Prower, who's a long-time listener of ours, um, for a 24-hour stream on August 28th. Uh, we're going to be going for 24 hours, so no matter what time zone you're in, you can come and join us, but it starts at 10 a.m. UK time. Um, he use, is using like a load of his old console, like his retro consoles from his Bring Back Retro business. So he's going to have like 20 of them uh, all streamed onto Twitch, and there'll be races and tournaments and loads of stuff, and loads of games you can play along with, like he's doing Jackbox and Mario Kart and, and all that jazz. be nice if you can come along. It's a charity thing, like kind of raising money for... Um, people in the NHS and NHS work and stuff like that after everything that's happened with COVID and all that jazz. Um, but he said to just head over to switch.tv slash retro underscore gene. That's G-E-N-E. Um, but also just go on Brickback Retro. I think it's bringbackretro.com, but I need to double check that. How far um, away does he, also, he live from you? Uh, about two and a half, three hours. Oh, okay. So drive. close. Um, but yeah, um, but he's also said... Uh, if you have a small business, is hoping to have a small video snippet of what you do, which you can play throughout the stream. Um, so if you want to get in touch with him about that, all his social media links are on the website, which I do have here, actually. It's bringbackretro.com. Oh, good. Good, yes. good, good. Think you'll be able to stay up the full 24? <sighs> we'll see. Well, it depend, depends what time I finish work on the Friday. <laughs> what time does it start? 10 a.m. on the Saturday. But if I finish work late on Friday, we're, we're on about going down on the Friday night so that I don't have to drive down in the morning and then beforehand. So, See, I'd almost see. rather have it start at night. That way, like, you make it through the roughest part early. Mm. And then by the time day hits, you're like, oh, I mean, it's only like five hours. I'm already up. Yeah. I mean, there's a big group of us. So I think if people do, do start getting tired, like, some of us can go in. On the, the first night bit. in in MoCon when everybody gets there, um, I want to do I want to do something something similar to like we did for our big live stream because I'm going to bring my fully kitted out retro pie and nice. Uh, I think it'd be fun to have everybody just do stupid gaming challenges again. That'd be fun. Take some equipment, stream it. I suppose I could take my uh, my my gaming computer and stream it. Yeah. We'll see. We'll do I don't want to set too much of a schedule for things because, quite frankly, <laughs> who the fuck knows what's even going to happen. Also, there's many of you. Yeah, there's there's a lot. So I think yeah. I think we'll see. Yeah, but now other bit of uh, self pimping as well. I've if you can't catch my Twitch streams, which I've started doing along with Hazel, um, I have started uploading them a couple of days later or to YouTube. So there's just literally the stream as it happened, but pre recorded. Um, just put on my youtube so yeah youtube.com slash mikey shambles so if you uh if you want to view those go ahead hey mikey park hey mikey park that's the twitch sir i haven't got enough followers or enough videos or anything like that to change it on youtube mm, youtube 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 okay YouTube. okay well this was nice michael yeah it was nice this was nice it's been a while Mm. I think it's the first two-man show I've not been nervous about doing. Really? Yeah, it's all right today. I, mean, like, I feel like the, all the shows recently have just been you and me. No, the last one was you and Dan. Oh, well, you guys, yeah. It's That's the long hair people get us confused. It is. It is. Dan uh, now has longer hair than you, so I think that he's you and you're him, and it's just it's a whole thing that I just don't want to get into. And the confusing is confusing thing is obviously that turtle's still got his glasses and I don't wear glasses, so that's why you think I'm him.
This episode of Factory Sealed is brought to you by our wonderful Patreon sponsors, with an extra special thank you to Zach Foley, Santos Lopez, Sarah Irvine, Samuel Chun, Jeremy Lucas, Miles Prower, Nicholas Bradley, Chad Schaefer, Jordan Lawfrey, Stephanie, Richard Cutress, Thomas McGrew, John Weaver, Phil Gartside, Jason McGill, Haitani Spindash, Wes Rainey, Sholto, Mark Haddock, Dalton Suter, Colin Neblo, Juliet Breslin Romano, Tori Wolford, Gus Robin, Hesley Hattie, Elliot Hughes, Aaron Lanning, Brandon Meyer, Greg Plummer, and Johan Vickerborn. 